0: Hey everybody, Chris here. Just a couple of quick notes on today's episode. This is the first of two board meetings that we recorded with the whole team, all four of us. And at the time, we only had a system that handled two microphones, so the sound was a little bit rough. And I've done what I can to make it acceptable to me. I'm sure you guys will be just fine with it. Also, because of your continued support and continued patronage, we've since upgraded to a system that handles four mics. We've also upgraded our microphones, so from here on out, things are just going to get better. Thanks, you guys.
1: Maybe time, not
0: not This time,
2: This time, 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 This This time,
0: what's up everybody i am your host chris hampton this is nathan drolet
2: and i'm paul cursaro
0: and i'm blake cash the whole gang is here the whole team we've convened here in chattanooga and uh what are you guys up to today what happened anything exciting anybody anybody i leave for texas tomorrow so that's good i'm done with amazon and uh yeah i'm no longer a christmas minion (laughs) (laughs) locked into a warehouse so i can climb again we definitely missed the opportunity to have you in a christmas minion suit
3: that would have been pretty good
0: yeah we should do that next year since (laughs) even if you don't go back to amazon let's let's work on that
3: let's hope i don't
0: Paul coaching all day, I yep. presume?
2: coaching all day. Had some one-on-one sessions in the morning, some floor coaching at Scenic City uh, in the afternoon, and then finished with a good kettlebell class with some regulars, and now I'm here.
0: Awesome. If you guys don't know Paul, he's our strength and conditioning guy. Um, he helped uh, co-write our Kettlebells for Climbers plan, and we're working on Kettlebells for Climbers too. It's it's in the final stages, pretty much. Yep. So
2: We're close. Might
0: be out by the time you hear this, since these things get just shelved for months so we'll see uh blake what up to
1: um i was actually one of paul's one-on-one sessions this yeah. morning oh sick you yeah. got the fms this morning yeah we discovered my shoulders are imbalanced yep. so we worked on that and then cut my hand putting a uh, ice cube into a jar
0: and i'm cut. not even sure how that works broke you know? the glass cut i, my think, hand open. <laughs> oh, I think it was
2: the shoulder imbalance that <laughs> was. Yeah, i was using my right hand
0: <laughs> so so you either need smaller ice cubes or larger glasses one yeah or two. i know i was trying to force yeah. it in and
1: it
3: broke yeah. cut my hand open or just
0: drink it straight yeah, yeah i could have done that yeah, yeah. stop being I a bitch
3: transport it here though yeah <laughs> is that what 300 feet <laughs> yeah
0: pretty much <laughs> Yeah, and me, I just stared at my computer screen all day doing a whole bunch of work and trying to figure out what the hell the power company is going to do in 2017. We're trying to figure this thing out. So All the things. All the things. We're going to do all the things. We're taking shit over. Today, however, we're going to talk about our top three sources of information, where we get what we believe in, or maybe we don't believe in it. still information, right? We may not even list three. maybe only two we're gonna talk about our top two (laughs) since there are four of us you guys are correct (laughs) occasionally I'm wrong so take me off your top two information sources so I'm gonna let uh, let's let the guests start here Uh, how about Blake
1: well my number one
0: and speaking of which sorry I didn't I didn't introduce you properly Blake runs our Uh, pre-written app plans so if you're one of those customers you're most likely working with Blake and he's he's doing a great job coaching through that those pre-written apps are they're basically our ebooks that we've turned into the app plans and we've updated them and um, they're pretty cool so uh, if you're looking to have some accountability in your training you're not so good at following an ebook that's the way to go Blake's your guy so hit us up Okay. Enough interrupting. What's your number one? All
1: right. My number one is a man named Steve Bechtel. I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you've probably listened to him talk a lot and also understand that he has a lot of information to give out. So Steve makes me want to question and research further and kind of figure out exactly how to implement the information that he's kind of disseminating
0: yeah and I've listened to Steve talk a lot because I'm always sitting across the table from him so I tend to tune him out because I know I'm going to have to listen to him later while I'm editing this damn thing but no seriously Steve's, Steve's pretty incredible to talk to he's he's always got uh, a cool way of relating things to he's like the, the Yoda of climbing yeah, talk yeah exactly for a second yeah. there I thought you said yoga and I'm no, like what no, are you talking no, about dude Steve
1: doesn't do yoga <clears throat>
0: he does stretch though i've seen it um but yeah he just he has a great way of relating it to the common person and you can really understand what steve's talking about which i really appreciate so have have you guys met steve or you have paul I very know.
2: very briefly yes
0: yeah i've not now but uh, i'll be going to his seminar yeah, yep, yep nate and i are going to his kettlebell seminar in may kettlebell climbing coaching i was just thinking of that because paul met him at a kettlebell i I am so prepared right now (laughs) it's over for me i'm retired (laughs) yeah paul met him at a a strong first Mm -hmm. um, certification certification yeah he and charlie yep yeah and if you where can we find steve climbstrong.com
1: facebook elemental
0: Elemental to Lander. and Lander. When, you can find yeah. him in Lander. You can find him in Lander. You can definitely find him there yeah. at his gym. In fact, he forces us to do all his podcasts at his gym. <laughs> even though it would sound better elsewhere, Steve, in case you're listening. He actually programs wall balls for that hour <laughs> while you're recording. <laughs> he does. Charlie's just in the background dropping weights on the ground. <clears throat> no, yeah, Steve's, Steve's definitely awesome. We've had a couple episodes, three maybe mm-hmm. with Steve yep. and definitely more coming since i'll be posted up right near him they're all great yeah for sure paul
2: oh yeah so my first one kind of a softball kind of cheating for a couple different ways um it's the organization i'm affiliated with strong first and there's more than one person who contributes uh this information so it's not just technically one source it's not just
0: pavel it's not
2: just pavel anymore it's a big part of pavel a lot of pavel's philosophy but some of the other kind of head instructors, so you've got uh, world-renowned powerlifter, uh, Doc Michael Hartle. Uh, he handles all their barbell instruction programs and puts out a lot of great content. Uh, Karen Smith does a lot of bodyweight stuff, really impressive stuff with tension development um, and just how to use your body to get really, really strong. And then you've got uh, Brett Jones, who's the chief kettlebell instructor. He's also I guess going down, he's also closely uh, affiliated with the second source of information we'll get to later. But um, I just really like the organization. Uh, It kind of changed how I am as a coach. Yeah. And um, yeah, just minimalistic, simple, effective, and really nothing new in strength training, which is, to be completely honest, there really is nothing new in strength training. Right, right. It's It's all just
0: tweaks. Yep. And one thing I really like about Strong First, um, and I send a lot of people here, is their videos are great for Absolutely. their kettlebell work is what I've looked at most. I'm sure there's other mm-hmm. stuff out there, but but their videos do a really great job of describing what you're doing and helping you understand why you're doing what you're doing. So
3: yeah, when I explain the swing, that's what I normally I'm like, hey, pull up strong first. Like they yep. do a great job of explaining the kettlebell swing. Yep. Um, yeah. Is there anything you prefer about strong first as far as do you feel like there's one? mindset that everyone kind of shares or anything along those lines
2: it's in a way very similar to a climbing community and from the community aspect like i've gone to a couple strong first events now that's pretty Um, big i went to a programming design uh seminar taught by pavel this past june which was similar to my kettlebell certification which was physically i developed a lot there training for it and learned a lot how to coach physically this that was this for my mind like cool learning how to design programs playing with some techniques of varying weights and loads and such that. But it was cool seeing people come from all over the country and it was like seeing some of their best friends again. And, yeah, you know, you break apart, you don't see each other for important. a while. You come back, it's like nothing's changed. It's cool to be associated with that organization. And yeah. just they're all professionals too.
0: Yep. Very, I think really, that's a really important atmosphere to learn in mm-hmm. as well because then it's not so it's not so clinical. You know, you're not so nervous, like, it's not like there's one guy that everybody's there to see, right. you know, because you're all friends.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good group to be a part of, and it's not only enjoyable being a part of them, but they put out some fantastic information that can be used in a bunch of different methods.
3: And not only that, it seems like like they put out a ton of free information. Oh, so yeah. yeah, 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 there's a ton um, out there. And that's something, like, kind of going with the whole community vibe, like, they do such a great job of putting out amazing information constantly to really help better everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, well, here's my secret package that I'm going to sell and hope you want to learn information from me specifically. It's like yeah. no, like the amount of free information that's fantastic that they put out is uh, it's amazing. And it's interesting too because if you look at a lot of other performance
2: or hobbies or really anything, the best organizations or schools of thought They're usually the ones contributing more than they are hiding. Yeah, Yeah, the whole cooperation Mm -hmm. mindset, where we're all better as a whole instead of trying to compete each other, compete with each other, seems to kind of float to the top. And I think that says something about.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've really used I've really used kind of that model as what I'm kind of aiming for with the power company. You know, I'd I'd like to talk with all the other coaches and all the other Mm -hmm. trainers and you know make it one bigger greater community yeah. so i have really looked at what they do and tried to mirror that on a really tiny little scale you know so super cool is it strongfirst.com is that
2: strongfirst.com they've got a blog there they've got any information you might want from yep
0: and you can get uh, to all their trainers from there you can yep, there's find a, local trainers there's a
2: directory it's all yep. there their blogs fantastic a bunch of really good information out of there yeah so super simple to remember too kind of like how they go about things, simple yet
0: effective. Yeah, got to be strong first. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, it. draw it Thank you.
3: Right emphasis on it. Um, I listen to people.
0: Real be- humans? <laughs> humans. Um, only on the internet. <laughs> preferably, preferably in forums yeah. um, with with internet aliases, with, so unvalidated yeah. identifications. Um, Do you think in memes?
3: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I communicate in them. I, I don't think actually think memes. first. Um, no, just honestly, like something that's been big for me is listening to everyone. Like this could be someone who just started climbing, someone who's been climbing forever, like anything in between. Like it's everything that we learn, like there really are like just a handful of basic skills. And then there's just a level of depth to all of them in rock climbing. And so it's really fun to see someone who's, you know, they learn how to drop knee for the first time ever. ever, And they're just like, Oh, like I turn my hip in and like, I do this or that. And, you know, it's these things that it's easy to be like, Oh, you know, I've learned this forever ago, but like, I feel like it's so common that I relearn all these same things. I'm like, oh, that's right. Like, you know, focusing on breathing in that specific way when you're stressed like is beneficial. So it's really fun to like see all these people going through these different things. You know, I mean, a lot of these people are like way better climbers than I am. And so I can kind of hear them. And then when I hit these point, like sticking points or whenever I hit like a certain moment, I'm like, ah, this is what this guy was saying. Like, I was just talking with a buddy of mine the other day about this. Um, when I had first started climbing, I always heard people talk about whenever they grab in cut holds, they like try and leverage them away from the wall. Like they intentionally, almost like you're trying to
0: snap a crimp away from the wall. Mm -hmm. And for years I was like, I don't like, I don't understand that. Yeah, I just like grab the hold and I pull. Um, That's funny that you say that because I think the way you climb is leveraging the hold out from the wall. I think, well, I think- Because you use your thumb and I just don't use that appendage. Yeah, yes. (laughs) it's
3: what makes us human.
0: I tuck it under whenever I grab <laughs> yeah. an end cut hold. Um,
3: and I think naturally, the pinky, I,
0: yeah, I only I use three fingers. Yes, <laughs> I think naturally to some degree, I always did leverage
3: a bit, but never like with the intention of what these guys were saying. And I mean, the guys who were saying it, like these are all like great, like you know, V14 rock climbers, yeah. and I was just like, it was something that didn't make sense. And until just recently, I'm like, oh, like this is what they were saying, you know. So everything from people who were just starting and they're like trying to explain this awesome thing that they're going through for the first time. Like you're just understanding how like they even move through space. And it's really cool to hear that and like try and relate myself to that. And like, remember what it was like to go through or even just like compare it to what I'm going through now or to like look at people way beyond me and yeah, try and take that.
0: Yep. Do you ever talk to people who are, you feel like are, you know, much earlier in the process than where you're at? And they say something, and you're just like, oh, no, that's wrong. And then later, you're like, oh, no, they were right. Like, now I get it.
3: Yeah. Not me. I don't know.
0: You're I never mean, wrong. I'm never <laughs> wrong. I'm, yes. I'm the final say on it. Or do you think here. you just keep your mind open? Because I think that's hard to do.
3: I try and keep open to things. I mean, I guess it just depends on. It depends on what people are talking about because I guess like I want to try and view things from other people's standpoint Mm -hmm. and sometimes I I mean I definitely don't understand where people are coming from like I'll hear them and I'll just be like yeah like I sort of know what they're saying but I can't like get on that same field as them if that makes sense like sure 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 Um, so sometimes and then like it will click later on I'm like oh this is what they meant by that Um, I don't feel like anyone's like wrong it's just you know we all have just different depths of understanding I mean like And that's kind of the cool thing. Like, I feel like I'm just now, like with so many things, there's times, man, there's times I just like geek out so hard. I'm like, oh, I finally like, I understand this thing about backstepping. And like, I explain to someone, they're like, Uh, no fucking shit, dude. Like, what do you mean you use the outside of your foot? Like, that's what everyone's been doing forever. I'm like, no, like, you outside edge when you outside edge. Like, (laughs) boom. Like, it all makes sense now. Like, holy shit. There's a meaning behind these words. No, but it's like, I mean, like, that is a huge one for me. Like, I always thought outside edge was just, like, kind of a word. Like, I didn't realize you actually use, like, your pinky and ring toe and, like, when you're backstepping. And it's funny because I came across... um uh robin herbsfield actually had said it to someone and it's funny anytime she says gives someone advice and i read that someone else was like oh this is great advice i got from her it turns out to be pretty good advice um you're surprised by that no it's just it's <laughs> funny that like i've heard three different things that people have mentioned They're like oh robin herbsfield told me this and she's um, kind of
0: a good climber so yeah also and she's a good coach apparently
3: yeah Um, She's done a great job. Also, there's an amazing book. um, It's Sport Climbing by Robin Herbsfield or something like that. Yes, I've seen it. Oh my goodness, so it's from I think the 90s, but there's there's this incredible photo of her standing on a podium And blue jeans and a jean jacket. And the jean jacket has all her (laughs) sponsors. All sponsor
0: patches. Yeah, (laughs) remember that photo.
3: (laughs) All pro climbers listening right now, please bring back the sponsored jean jacket. If you could just wear a a Canadian tuxedo
0: on top of all podiums. Canadian tuxedo. That would be amazing. I'm sorry that we just alienated all of our Canadian listeners, but... Not it's sorry.
2: True. Prana makes the stretch jeans now. You can just climb in that shit now, Yeah, dude.
0: but do <laughs> they make the jean vest? They should. Yeah, so ill got the sweet, it. sweet stretch jeans. um But yeah, so she.
3: It's funny. I would read a blog, and this actually may have been Crocs Crush as well. But they were just like, oh yeah. At one point, Robin Arpseil was like, hey, when you anytime you backstep, use the outside of your t- of your climbing shoe, like not the toe toe point itself. And um, oh, she had
0: never climbed in the red at this point. Because backstepping in the red, you just put your whole foot in the hole. Yeah. You just glob it on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, but I hadn't read this until after I had already kind of like learned it on learned it for myself. But once I read it, I was like, oh, that's incredible! Like, and I'm sure even if I had read it prior, because I hadn't learned it for myself, I wouldn't have digested any of it. Um, but yeah, something as simple as that—it's like, oh, when you backstep, use the outside of your foot. Like, this is a tiny little thing, but like for me, it made the biggest difference in the world but uh yeah so it's kind of fun to like pick apart and talk with other people when they come across these like huge moments like totally to to kind of see what they're going through and like sometimes you can relate to yourself or sometimes you can like i get the opportunity to relate it to someone else of that same level like someone who's learning at that same yeah
0: it definitely makes us better coaches for sure if you listen to all the other people at all the different levels yeah. And
2: real talk, I just got snapped out of a reverie when you talked about jean jackets because I was still thinking about <laughs> leveraging in cut holes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> so I know what I'm going to do the next time I go rock climbing is try and leverage some holes.
0: So and I'm, I'm probably- going to wear a jean jacket. I thought you were going to send a good day out of Rockdown tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to bedazzle a jean jacket. Like, yeah. Bedazzled power company logos would be sweet. It's- we all need them. Yes. <laughs>
3: um, is that me? So, yeah. Am I up? Uh, I believe so. That's that's all I got. Listen to people.
0: All right. My number one is this podcast, which sounds a little funny. It doesn't mean I'm listening to my own podcast, though I do, about eighteen times every fucking episode. So is my voice it.
3: really that smooth?
0: <laughs> I mean I knew I was a baritone, but <laughs> <laughs> But getting to talk to all these all these coaches and trainers and athletes and 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 regular folks who who have something exciting going on that I can learn from. I think it's, you know, a lot like you were talking about listening to everybody. I really like this idea of z- you know, z- zeroing in on something that someone does. And then almost always there's something surprising about it that I wouldn't have guessed, you know, and that's, that part is really fun for me to hear from these people and, and start to connect more dots. So getting to talk to all these people and then getting to hand it over to everyone else and let everyone else hear it is probably my biggest source of information right now. Hasn't always been that way. Um, But now that I'm creating a lot of the content, it's hard for me to listen to a lot of the other content. I just don't have the time. Um, But there are some podcasts that I, like when I was really getting into podcasts, that I loved. And a couple of them are no longer recording but they're still around so you can go check them out on itunes and those are the move smart podcast that one's really good if you get the chance listen to the udo newman yeah udo dream dream guest of mine so udo if you're listening and uh the performance podcast which is coach robert dos remedios and will fleming and they're more of a strength training and mobility and performance podcast and the move smart podcast is all about uh just the uh, moving in a more functional way i was hoping you were gonna say in a more smart smart way way. (laughs) (laughs) and there's one that's still out there called the align podcast that i really enjoy as well and his is similar to move smart but much more quirky and strange so i'll
3: have to check it out
0: yeah be prepared for quirky
3: how is it compared to America's Test Kitchen? It's not
0: as good as America's Test Kitchen, honestly. <laughs> well what, what can be. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> it doesn't make me as hungry as America's Test Kitchen. Oh man. But Yeah, so podcasts are huge for me and, and talking to the guests on this podcast.
3: Yeah, no, I think it's a great way. And I'm especially like something that's really cool with a lot of the a lot of the people in climbing who are who we see as like the professionals or like the information leaders, like very few of them come from, very like very few are like climbing trainers, like right, right. initially by trade, like they came from somewhere else, like maybe they were engineers or wherever, like they had different jobs before this or different lives before this, or even maybe they still do. Um, I mean like Steve Mash is what an economist or teaches economy economics? I'm not sure. I believe so. I think that's they, right. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure that's right. But yeah, so all these people have different lenses through which they view climbing training. Yeah. So it's really cool. Like on the whole topic of like how you discuss things and how like how you get information through to other people. Like engineers are gonna be able to talk with engineers better than anyone. They're really not good at talking with people <laughs> in general. <laughs> but uh, just like everyone has their own take on it, it's really cool to see. Like if you have someone who has let's say a dancing background and they get into like coaching, climbing, like they're going to have a completely different view of things versus someone who maybe was like a lawyer first or yeah, like an engineer or someone who, I don't know, just whatever, like, or has like a strength and conditioning background. Like everyone has their own pieces that they can attach to this. Yep. And I really
0: appreciate that. You know, like I love that Eric Hurst is out there and he's super into the data and the Mm -hmm. studies and, all of that because I just can't do it. Like it's not in my personality to sit down and read oh, that man. stuff. Yeah. Studies are brutal, and Eric does a good job of of being that go between, you know. And then there and there are people at all levels. There are the the white coats in the labs learning this information or putting it on paper, and then Eric translates it to climbers, and then Steve can take it from there and translate it a little further and then we feed it on down the chain you know and I think that's I think that's huge it's super important to have that whole big group that whole big family
2: especially in terms of studies like both sides of that are really important like you've got the scientific studies where they've got the controls they've got you know the clinical trials and all that but a lot of times to get those controls you have to make things so specific that sure it may not be proven in a study, but that could be because it doesn't meet a confidence interval or the figure that shows just how reliable or valid, I get lost in the terms sometimes, those are right, two different right. things, but it it may be just outside that range, which sure, you can't publish it and say, yeah, this is a valid result of our study, but it might still work. Like There's people who yep. try stuff and then they go back and study that, and then they either prove it or... Sometimes they say it doesn't work, but if it works for them, like if it works, it works.
0: Right. For the most part. That's really the bottom line. But yeah,
2: studies are are tricky like that.
0: Yeah. So I appreciate that there's all those types of people out there. And you have guys like Will Anglin as well who
3: are out there like self-experimenting. Yep. Put out totally. his campus board uh series of posts. Yeah. The three oh one is my favorite. Mm-hmm. The one where he pretty much says, No don't one do this. Yeah, no one. Uh, <laughs> please don't do this. I'm warning you. Okay, yeah. now that you've been warned, here's yeah. what I did. <laughs> yep. It's like weighted campusing. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like. Yeah. That's it. Um God, it's super like it's crazy to me. Um going down kind of the of
0: experimentation exc- rabbit hole now, aren't we?
3: Yeah, I was talking with um <laughs> talking with someone about Taking
0: <clears throat> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was
3: talking with someone about training that isn't sustainable and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. as an example so do y'all, did y'all ever hear about how Adam Andra trained for Joya, the v16 and I think Barraze in Italy
2: this wasn't that video that came out about how he trained right no uh, I don't that
0: think that there's was ever good. any video okay that was yeah. more sport climbing ish training the one everyone he mimicked. yeah Yeah. Yeah. ow my everything Um, no he was
3: closed hand crimping on his first two fingers and he was campus boarding so he was campus boarding in a closed crimp with Uh only his front two fingers and he did it for like a decent amount of time and then I think he had to take like two weeks off he was just like I I felt like everything was going to explode took two weeks off and then came back and he was like well my hands are now the strongest they've ever been but that's like an example of like completely unsustainable yeah like form of training and like if that guy got close to like the breaking point like yeah man yeah. that's got to be pretty heinous it's really possible. Awesome. um but yeah so it's kind of cool that like there are people out there like doing all these different things we can kind of hear about it like i don't i don't want to do that
0: but you don't put that in all your plans dude front two finger close crimping yeah <laughs> all, uh, your, all your clients do that yeah that's my you uh, must not want
2: any more clients <laughs> no
3: exactly <laughs> i'm all full this year go ahead and do uh, close two
0: finger <laughs> crimping thanks see me in six months um oh, all right let's take a break. Break, break what's up everybody chris here pardon the interruption i'll keep this short and sweet since this podcast started taking off and we've been growing it you guys have been asking how you can help out i've got three ways for you number one you can become a patron that just means you give a monthly donation to the podcast a dollar and up and you get something in return and you can check out what those rewards are at patreon.com slash podcast. Best of all, we'll keep it sponsor and commercial free for you. Number two, you can rate us and review us on iTunes. I know it's a pain in the ass to go to iTunes and do all that, but it really helps us out. At least that's what I'm told by the podcast powers that be. And number three, perhaps the easiest way and the best way to help us out is to share us on your social medias. Anytime you see us post up a new podcast, please share it with your friends. Tag people who will really appreciate it or who need to hear the advice that we're giving. All right. Thank you, guys. And back to the show. What's your uh,
1: number two, Blake? Uh, My number two is my peers. If you don't listen to your climbing partners and what they have to tell you, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah, I think we all have different strengths and weaknesses and ways that we approach climbing, whether it be mentally, strategically, whatever. And I think, personally, I've made an effort to listen to my friends, peers, climbing partners more and more this year. And I think as a result, I've learned so much. Um, Even just like learning by watching someone try really really hard and realizing like oh shit that's actually how hard i need to be trying like i'm not trying nearly as hard Mm -hmm.
0: bj tilden yeah exactly
1: like i call that the kill switch yeah like no doubt like climbing with him over the last year like i learned so much i know i was in rifle this summer and i was trying this route and i would literally like climb up to this like ledge about to start the route and I would like put my head against the wall and I would say in my head like three times like kill switch, kill switch, kill switch. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually I did the route, but I don't I don't know if that helped, but it definitely put me in a mindset
0: and it made you look ridiculous
1: and it made me look ridiculous yeah <laughs> leaning my head against the wall you know were you in a knee bar <laughs> no actually i wasn't i was standing
0: on a ledge leaning
1: against the wall
0: yelling kill switch at myself but definitely with two duct tape <laughs> knee pads i <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> only had one <laughs> Oh, only, <had one. laughs> <laughs> only had one but his leg was yeah. shaved Don't worry and there about it. spray on it yeah. Is- <laughs> yeah ingrown hairs you know in my leg <laughs> But yeah i think that's i think that's super important you know if if the people who are watching you climb the most can't see what's going on if you don't believe they can see what's going on then yeah. you're you're just not accepting reality yeah you if know? you're
1: if you're listening to them and they, they watch just, you climb all the time yeah and shutting your brain off and like hearing them but not actually trying to put what they're telling you into action i mean if you're already hanging there or on the ground and it's a boulder like you might as well like try it once yeah and humor them yeah. you totally. know i love humoring my friends when they try and tell me something and i'm mm-hmm. convinced that it's wrong mm-hmm and I always like it better when they're
0: wrong (laughs) yeah when I'm like oh yeah see what happened you're stupid yeah Yeah. I like that but more often than not they're right and I'm like fuck yeah yeah exactly make them feel stupid now. or
1: oftentimes it'll be (laughs) some like you know iteration of what they told you to do you know you can like take a little piece of this and a little piece of what you've done and like create something that makes sense and then you know I think also not necessarily about with like beta and climbing but you know I think just like there are lots of different ways to train and there are lots of different ways to get stronger. And I personally have like a text chain with shout out Ryan Johnson and Andrew Miller.
0: And <laughs> we,
1: you know, we talk and we share information and, you know, cause Ryan's a part of it. There's a lot of berating and, you know, name calling, but I think in the end we're all better because of it. And I think, you know,
3: you gotta listen to the people you're with the most. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Do you feel like, do you feel like you have to sift through the bullshit to get to it? Like, I mean, cause at some point they're gonna be like, Blake, you haven't fallen yet today. You're like, I've hit the bottom of the rope like eight times. You're like, but you haven't fallen. <laughs> like, I, I hear what you're saying. Like you're waiting the rope, but you know, you're saying take or you're letting go. Like, when are you gonna fall? Like, and obviously, you know, you're gonna say these kind of yeah. things in jest, but like. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, I think you have to know, I think you have to be close enough to those friends to be able to like, have those conversations. I think like, you know, I'm not gonna have those with like someone that I don't really know.
3: Just like random belay over the the project. Well, hey bro, sit down, we we need to talk this out. You're, why aren't you wiping off your shoes? They're fucking <laughs> muddy.
1: <laughs> you got to spray alcohol on your hands before you can grab the starting holds. I saw you eat that tuna. <laughs> I saw you, I saw, you. I saw you pet that dog. That happened to me in Waco, my one trip there. Really? Eating. For real? Yeah, I was on a tour and we're eating and my buddy Tyson was like finished eating his tuna and he was getting on full service. Mm-hmm. And the person who was touring us around was like, do you mind cleaning off your hands first before you touch the starting holds?
3: I actually think I know who you're talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I would do the same, like. It's a small, small world we live in. That's
3: funny. I mean, he hadn't touched.
0: Yeah.
1: The, like, was, he was okay. eating with like yeah. a spoon, uh-huh. but she was so scared of
3: oil getting on the starting holds. Okay, that's different. I was thinking, yeah. Like, someone's eating, like, Flaming Hot Cheetos, and they're like... Oh, I'm
1: <laughs> he was, like, picking up, like, sardines and olive oil in his hands and, like, throwing them in his mouth, you know, and, yeah. like, rubbing his hands.
3: That's yeah. Bastard. I mean, sardines and mustard, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe with some crackers, but olive oil. Olive oil.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Savages. Always get them packed in water.
0: Packed in water. Do you find there's a break-in period for this kind of thing? Like, have you always been able to just listen to your partners or is it something that you've really worked on? No,
1: no, it's been a constant, like, I have to work and be conscious of like listening and taking that information. And, you know, we had, you told us I listed three, so I wrote three. Yep. And my third was actually myself. Yep. In that, like I take that information and I don't actually believe it Mm -hmm. until I see like it work. Sure. And uh, I think that's kind of like the the last kind of part of that
0: process. The last like, step in making yeah, it all yeah. come together.
3: Yeah. Do you have any partners that you feel, or do you feel like there are any types of partners where it's really tough to have these kind of conversations with? I'll use an example of my own. Um, I find when you're in a relationship with someone, no um, it makes
0: a little 100%. bit hard 100
3: like i can and i mean i'll fully admit like i've had times where the person i was with like they'd be belaying me and they'd be like well, why don't you i'm like i don't want to hear it not now no yeah, and then like he
0: says that to me all the time yeah <laughs> not now chief i'm in the zone
3: <laughs> but yeah no like it's just like i yeah i don't know what it is there's definitely like a tough barrier sometimes and i like you see this at the crag all the time like i always found this hilarious i'd be like hey why don't you try that heel hook and you know the person would be like that heel not gonna work like oh, yeah. no that's stupid and yeah. then like some other girl would walk up and be like oh well i use a heel hook and she'd be like oh that's great beta i'm gonna use that yeah. right now <laughs> but i mean i think like you have to take a step back
0: with stuff like that and be like okay like
1: yeah i mean there are definitely yeah. people that can I, you do
0: it with aaron like do you and aaron have that sort of thing it
1: has taken a lot of uh It's taken a lot of time to get to that point, I Uh think. I think it's uh, learning how to frame questions. And and also, I mean, you know, like, again, in Rifle this summer.
0: Questions or advice.
1: Yeah, this route I was trying, I was like falling in the same spot over and over again. And one day I'm hanging there and Aaron, like, suggests like, why don't you lower down really low and try and link, and I was like, "No, that's stupid. I don't want to do that." No and one overlaps. No, no. <laughs> I know this is like you know the best tactic you can do, but I was like thirty feet off the ground of like you know a hundred and like thirty yeah. foot route, and I'm like, yeah. "No, I, if I lower down, I've done like five moves in." And finally, I decided to do it after sitting there and like not wanting to do it and pouting because I'd fallen again, and I was hanging in a tree full of aphids you know (laughs) and Uh, after a
0: dozen times of her going yeah
1: "Um, yeah exactly and then i did it and that was like the day i realized i could do the route actually yeah and then it was just like a matter of a couple days and then i did the route so i think yeah it takes time i think you have to know the person really well to uh be able to go down that road with them yeah and uh to answer your question yeah i think there are people that I'm more prone to listen to than not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also I think I only really climb with the people now that I do want to listen to because I think those people make me a better climber. I think they like hold me to a standard that sometimes I don't even hold myself to, which is like pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good to have. Yeah, yeah. There are definitely times when it's helped me to step back and look at myself as the coach like what would I tell myself yeah you know if I were coaching me and
3: Uh, yeah
0: yeah you know and I've been like oh you're being an idiot you should have done this a long time ago you just sent this route months ago you know and it's worked so
1: yeah and doing this thing now you know working with you guys definitely makes me look at myself a little more closely and be a little more like Critical of what I'm doing and how I'm doing mm-hmm. it. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Ab- yeah, absolutely. You have a totally different lens to look at like
3: what you're doing through. When you're telling everyone, hey, just be patient and trust me. And suddenly yeah. you're over here like, no, I need to progress today and tomorrow <laughs> and the next day. I, I progress all the days. Every day has to be better than the day before. It's progression
1: is linear now. I'm failing.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, I fully agree. I yeah. mean, it's helped me a ton. Like, I've actually been doing. Um, some very interesting campus board workouts, <laughs> <laughs> and um this is the most patient i've ever been with progression like progressing a workout like i'm just like hey i'm just gonna we'll rule halfway through a session i'm like i can make this harder but no i'm like okay like yeah. let's just be patient how would you like have someone else do this and it's been fantastic yeah. like everything's been staying really healthy i'm getting way stronger like everything's feeling good and it's Yeah, it's been cool, but it's something that I never, I know I never would have been this patient had I not, like, had it, if it wasn't my job to tell other people to be patient and be like, hey, like, you're gonna have some shit days. Like, you're gonna have some great days. You just have to, like, you just gotta work through it. Like, and that's something, like, having learned for myself, like, I go through such extreme waves of highs and lows. And I mean, I think anyone, when they are, training hard like you were just there's gonna be days you go in you're like i feel like hell and there's gonna be days you go in you're like i'm the king of the world like i could crush everything if every day was like this a year from now i'll be sending lapnor project those (laughs) days those days
1: happen like once every like couple weeks Those days they they happen every
0: couple weeks for you. Shit. (laughs) They they happen like once every three years for me. Oh, I thought we were going the other way. (laughs) So I'm older than all of you. That's why. (laughs) It's one of my favorite. (laughs) Blaming uh, it on age. Fred Nicole quotes. It's him and Burns' angle. Wait, Fred Nicole
3: talks. Yes. Oh, sick. He doesn't just crimp. (laughs) With (laughs) a cigarette (laughs) in his mouth. Yes. It's uh. Everyone has good days and bad days. We just have a lot of really good days. (laughs) (laughs) that's him and burn nice those bastards bastards. but they're right
0: they are they're right yeah i I do i think it's important to be your worst critic and your best friend all at the same time sometimes those are the same thing and listen to your partners yeah no doubt uh paul i think you're up
2: yeah yeah so i'm gonna call complete audible from what i uh planned on saying all right Um, that's how we do here yeah just you know talking and thinking tends to kind of have ideas bubble up in the head, but I'm going to go with coaches from other sports or coaches who deal with people from other sports because a lot of the same problems are just from a different viewpoint. And I like, especially for me from climbing, for climbing related stuff, I look at baseball coaches or people who train baseball players and a lot of the stuff I Look For for information for me is more strength training related just because that's kind of my wheelhouse right now. I do a lot of work in the strength conditioning field. So I look for what's going to help me improve and what I do. Um, So but baseball coaches and climbing uh, baseball training and climbing training has a lot in common. You're both using your upper upper arm, uh, your shoulders, all that stuff pretty intensely like yeah. you can you can mess yourself up a lot yeah oh and, man
3: especially with baseball pitching like oh that's yeah so much more extreme than anything you'll ever go through in climbing
2: and the high level baseball strength and conditioning coaches or the kind of the technique coaches the stakes let, let's be real the stakes are way higher for those coaches oh yeah. i mean an a mlb pitcher's arms worth millions of dollars yeah. yeah it hasn't happened yet where a climber is a millionaire because of climbing As far as I know.
0: Not that I know of. Yeah. Could be there.
2: It's close. It's coming. But a hundred millionaire because of climbing, that's not
0: there. Yeah, yeah,
2: But, and so a lot of the coaches there have started to, especially the last five, ten years or so, um, figure out a way to improve the arm, take care of the arm, take care of the shoulder, and get stronger and perform better in a way that is going to be very sustainable long term. Yeah. Because, um yeah if you're a strength and conditioning coach or a pitching coach and you have your pitcher have a labrum tear because you're an idiot you're not going to keep your job for very long yeah
0: yeah and we're brand new into this exactly you know, and this they've been doing
2: it for a long baseball is yep. america's sport or they say it is um yep. yeah that's a different they it. <laughs> i think it's changed but yeah. we're not going to talk about
0: professional Base, baseball sports. players don't listen to this you can speak yeah. freely here yeah. paul yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I apologize to any baseball players. I attended.
0: it's no modern pe- pentathlon. I guess, is
3: what he's trying to say, folks.
2: Something like that. But um, but yeah, I think I think looking at sports that have been around for a while and yeah. where this
0: are you getting anything from jujitsu? Because you're you're heavy into that right now.
2: I am heavy into that right now. Um. Honestly, I'm so new to it, and it's such a new movement discipline for me. Mm -hmm. I start reading and trying to learn stuff, and then I immediately almost have to just walk away because I'm worried I'm going to get information overload.
0: Yeah, sure, sure.
2: It's really interesting because it's a brand new sport to me, and I wrestled for a long time growing up. But moving around on a mat is about where the similarities end once it goes to the ground. It's just – it's different, and you can – you can attack arms you can yep. stuff where you'd get disqualified immediately for in a wrestling match like right, that's right, right. just
0: what it is but but it's a really movement-based sport true. you know and i think climbing's the same way for instance just the other day we were out at golden harvest and uh-huh. you were having trouble with that second weird move yeah. into that strange non-hold i don't even know what to call it and and we were trying to figure out what was going on that it wasn't working for you uh-huh. because i know you're you're way strong enough to do the move and then i'm like okay i'm, I'm pulling with this leg and you look like your leg is straight you yep. know and and you're not pulling with it and then you tried it one more time and you came off and pointed at me like that's it that's it worked yep. that's it you know so you were able to implement that that little movement change where a lot of people can't if you tell them, pull with your leg, a lot of people just can't do it. They're like, I don't I don't understand what you mean. I can't isolate that and make that change. But you're able to do that immediately. So,
2: And I think a lot of that comes from looking at how other coaches coach mechanics or movements because a lot of the best coaches don't use cues like, oh, you need to pull with your leg or you need to flex your hip or... Stuff right. like that. It's internal cues. Yeah, internal versus external cues. Because mm-hmm. so, for example, an internal cue would be you want to try and squeeze your right glute as you stand up out of a squat because you're using too much left glute. Most people, when they do that, they're gonna think too much. Um, they're just they're not gonna perform the movement correctly. It's not gonna change a whole lot. Uh, instead, you could say, hey, you need to just really try and push your heels through the floor, push the ground away. That's the, an external cue where they're thinking about something outside of their own body. So coaches, especially on the higher level professional sports and just some of the better coaches out there of all sorts of different sports, really have gotten really good at using cues in a way that is novel or unique and makes you really not think but just not um not think about the moves.
0: Right. But just do it but just do
3: it exactly yeah it helps nice. translate the message
0: yeah. yeah yeah, without a ton that's a good way thought. to put it and annalisa actually credits you for a lot of that because mm-hmm. when when we're out climbing i definitely use too many words to try mm-hmm. and uh get the message across to her and usually they sound frustrated to her because i'm her significant other and it's mm-hmm. you know it's a painful process like we just talked about but <laughs> But when you say something, you can say a word, and she gets the whole message that I just spent 20 minutes mm-hmm. trying to describe, and it works great. Yeah. So,
2: And I credit a I lot of huge. that to re- looking at how other coaches cue things and yeah. pulling from there, because that's something I've really tried to get better at the last year or so. And it, it, it helps, especially when you're working with youth athletes who... Yeah, you can't give youth athletes too much to think about because yep. they'll yep. just it won't work.
0: So. Yeah, and they don't want to listen anyway. They yeah. just want to be period. able to do it. The yeah. <laughs> youth, yeah. yeah, that's what's wrong. Yeah. So, so
2: I, I, and guess, it, I guess I guess when you boil it down, uh, Blake said peers as a coach. My coaching peers would yeah. be my second answer.
3: Boiled yeah. down. Uh, I think and, that's great, and I think it's worth noting that as far as cues go, there's definitely a place for external and internal. Sure. Um, <laughs> recently, I came across. Um, some information and internal cues like for physical therapy are fantastic yes up to 60% of your one rep max so you know 60% of what you're capable of internal cues are great for helping to fire specific muscles and really focusing on that but anything beyond that and it's you'll be too
0: overwhelmed by the focus too much on making it happen
3: exactly you're not gonna be able to actually do the movement so anything above 60 like external cues have shown to be much more beneficial um. So, yeah, for, like, strength or performance, like, external is going to be much more beneficial. So this is just
2: a random question that came to me. Would you use internal cues coaching someone on, like, a super sub max boulder problem?
3: Yeah. Yeah. um Actually, there's a cool little... I think a lot of our drills kind of go that way. Yeah, I feel like half of my drills mm-hmm. do.
0: Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah, it's like, I mean, for instance, like, irradiation, like, and I use that in um, one of my, like, higher end routing drills... Um, And that's, like, overgrip your hands, like, squeeze down your lats, like, tighten your glutes, tighten your core, and just try and, like, yeah, 100% grind through a move. Um, So that would be more an internal. (laughs) um, But then as you... Like level it up beyond that and you're trying to bring it closer and closer to your max it has to be something that becomes more natural like you can't yep. say oh i'm gonna try and like squeeze both my lats down or both these things it's like that has to be just a natural thing that you do
0: Yep. and we've had you know 514 v12 climbers say that this rooting drill that nate's talking about is hard you know and they're doing it on you know v5 boulders and they think it's really difficult so i think that like you were saying, when it's that far below your max, it's it's a good way to approach it. Yeah. You yeah. had me do
2: that last year, didn't you? Yeah. And it was really hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's so hard.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, it's... So, I mean, I think there's definitely a time and place, but you have to... Yeah, for internal cues, like, you have to draw back so much. Like, one thing I've been practicing recently is um, pulling towards the direction of gravity, if that makes sense. Like, everything I pull, I pull directly down towards the Earth um like i'm almost over exaggerating it um and actually like i came across this idea from it was a tim Ferriss podcast with the acro yoga what's what's the point of this
0: just so we can we'll get we'll get there <laughs> okay i'm very confused because gravity pulls enough on me as it is yeah. <laughs> so no that's
3: just it i'm resisting it okay um so, in this podcast, as I was saying, <laughs> um, they were discussing. Tim Ferriss brings up the idea of like yoga handstands because of Chris Somers and Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy's like, oh, I love the yoga handstand, which, if anyone doesn't know, that's like when your art, low back is like arched super hard to compensate yeah. and you're not actually pushing through your shoulders. And this guy's like, oh, it's great for me because I get tons of business because I get yeah. to like fix all these people. And um, he was saying one of the big tricks to have someone be able to perform a handstand a lot better is have them actually press into the earth he's like you know any for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction so by pressing into the earth it's going to make you be lighter because you're actually like the earth is going to press against you and i was like that's kind of a neat concept like i want to do it like i want to see if it how it works with climbing and so yeah i always pull like in a plumb line straight down towards the earth basically like and i only do this on my warm-ups because it takes a lot of like cerebral thought um what do you do all, with your feet press them straight into the earth okay. So same thing i'm like instead of like pulling my hips closer to the wall i'm pressing them like straight down i think i naturally always pull my hips in okay yep. but hands and feet everything pushes straight down and the thing is that, like it makes me feel like i'm snappier and like lighter hmm. um, okay once again i can't do it at 100 percent because once i'm i mean yeah once you're close to like 80 90 100 percent like I don't think about anything except for getting to the top pretty much. Like, and I try and yeah. be aware of what's happening when I fall. I'm like, right, Oh, right, like right. I was out of balance or whatever. But yeah, you know, you, I can't think about like all these different things. Interestingly, it also like turns your lats on a ton too uh, but, by doing that. Um, so yeah. it's kind of like an, almost like an external cue, like press towards the earth um, that works internally. Yeah.
0: yeah almost like Paul's break
3: the bar exactly when exactly swinging yeah, kettlebells that was like
1: huge for me yeah. just hearing you give that cue to somebody else i was yeah. like oh
2: holy shit that's like makes so
1: much it. sense and i started <laughs> using it and mm-hmm. i was like oh man this is amazing my shoulders <laughs> are like actually like
3: back it's very helpful
0: yeah i liked it cool yeah yeah Stuff I think you're up Oh, God. What are you, my. Are you going to hit us with some more weird shit? Like, <laughs> like you gravity just, You've been and talking fighting the whole gravity.
3: time. <laughs> <laughs> God, is it your turn? Right, I'm going I'm I'm to go get a beer. i I'm all empty. Meats um, list. My second one is thought leaders. So I look to, and this is similar to. Um, kind of what paul said initially when he mentioned strong first and strong versus one of the groups of people i look at yeah. but i personally am not intelligent or i don't <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm not i can, I'm, I can <laughs> I'm not intelligent i can edit that if you want no no let's keep that so
3: i don't have the background i don't have the training or, really, the willpower to read research when it comes down to it. Like yeah, research, it's hard,
0: man. It's so hard.
3: Like, there's a lot of deep diving that goes on. Not only that, let's say if research came out about lat activation or whatever, like, I would, during pull ups, I haven't read the entire body of research that's gone into it. Like, there's no way that I could look at this one individual piece and say, how does this compare to everything else that's ever come out? How does right, this compare right, right. to all the other things that are similar? Like, I don't know how to look for bias. I don't know yeah i don't know how to sift through the bullshit frankly like so what i do is i look at the guys who everyone else respects and they say this guy's putting out great work he's sifting through everything in strength and conditioning or in climbing or whatever and this is the guy who like these are the people that are really like producing from that like they take it and they distill it in a way to where things aren't lost like you still get all the value but it's in a simplified version like and i just read what those guys put out because frankly like I have too much to learn like I'm not going to read every research paper that comes out like I don't have the time I don't have the want like and frankly I'm just not skilled enough for it like yeah yeah I think I could be if I wanted to but that would take so much time yeah. so instead I look at the people who that's what they do and I p- look at what they put out
0: yeah no question I think that's a really good good way to look at it and it kind of brings up a thought in my head that you and I have talked about before and that was andrew bisharat's post about um it was on facebook and it sparked this giant uh i don't even know what not to Bisharat. call it you've narrowed it down so much Chris. <laughs> it was about the we're all training wrong like he had still not narrowing it down he, yeah he had taken you know started training a bunch and oh when he put out his
3: own or he created his own training wall
0: Yep. And then he like that. decided that everyone was training wrong and we're all hurting ourselves and no one's doing it correctly. And, and I think what the case was is he wasn't looking at these thought leaders that you're talking about because all the information he was saying we don't have is out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He just wasn't paying any attention to it. Instead, he was looking at the climbing trainers and climbing coaches who shall not be named who are not paying any attention to that stuff yeah you know yeah it's thank you paul um paul just brought me a beer
3: (laughs) (laughs) i think it's tough because i mean i don't like know where he was looking from i know at one point he was mentioning like the five by five training right um and I like actually i love the uh he put out a post about how he built his own home training system like yeah wall and yeah, like yeah. all that and like how he did it on a budget and i like, think that a was a great awesome. idea yeah yeah and i thought he did a really great job of writing up about it um you know i think it's it's really tough trying to find good
0: information out yeah there yeah i don't think he was wrong i think he was just new <sighs>
3: yeah uh, absolutely i think it was just a matter of like there is just such a breadth of information out there when it comes to training like it's it's infinite like if you I mean if you want an easy example look up like core training or how
0: to get a six pack like <laughs> it's infinite like and that should be our next ebook how to get a six pack how yeah. to get a six pack um, <clears throat> are there how do, how do we sift through how do you know who's you find the thought leaders the good information who's not so are there people that you specifically look toward Dan John yeah <laughs> um,
3: honestly strong versus a great place to go like I was fortunate in that I had a ton of time like I listened to Hundreds and hundreds of podcast episodes. And when I heard, you know, 15 people who they were professional coaches or like different things, like they all mentioned these people reference those people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like when I talk to other climbing coaches, they're just like, oh, you know who's doing a good job? Udo Newman. It's like when enough people say it, you're like, ah, this Udo guy is probably on point with things. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and you just like, you, when enough people that you respect or that like command respect, like, when enough people list someone as like this is a credible source like you're like okay cool like you look to them and then who do those guys say like oh this is who I look up to like this is who's putting out good information and you kind of keep going up um yeah and i mean like there's there's such a breadth of information but i think there's a there are key principles i mean i i think a good rule of thumb is kind of steer away from people who are contrarians like if someone's intentionally just trying to be as against everything as possible like yeah like that's tough like it's kind of them against the world but uh
2: it's easy to get notoriety
0: but that doesn't mean you're right
3: exactly like yeah. and, I could, and
0: people see through the bullshit i think
3: yeah so. i mean i could sit here and list off the most shenanigans workouts that may work they may yeah i've got one i'm gonna put chris on here soon <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get those pinkies strong
0: <laughs> I think that's actually a good exercise dude pinkies don't even work you can't make them strong they do nothing they do nothing <laughs> um,
3: but yeah like I could sit here and just list off all these shenanigans things but it's like they're just bits and they're methods they're bits and pieces like look for people yeah. who have strong principles and that's the thing like there are so many differing minds and there's so many people who have different thoughts but like at their base a lot of them share the exact same principles yeah totally and that's what's been awesome to see like you have these people who like you know some people may use kettlebells barbells some people may use rings and body strength like some people are all about mobility or all about strength whatever but at their base like they all almost all of them agree on i'd say 90 percent of the same information like they're like hey Mm -hmm. this is this is the foundation and so, yeah, it's like you have to dig a bit. And one, but once you find it, like, that's where you start is finding that foundation, like all those basic principles. Because, I mean, met, like, methods can be strewn out forever from there. Like, you know, we could sit and talk reps and set schemes about everything forever. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just it. They're methods. Like, but, like, the basic principles are what are most important.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. And I think that's that kind of leads me into the, into mine because you're looking at the thought leaders and the people who all share similar principles and my second is sort of self-experimentation and I kind of come upon that by looking at the fringe dwellers you know the people who are spouting off their ideas that no one else agrees with you know and I'm like well let me let me take some of that. Let me see if it works, you know. And I've used myself as a guinea pig a lot. That's, you know, that's kind of how this whole power company thing started. Um, I see you really wanting to say something <laughs> over there. Isn't it? that why we have clients? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's why, why we have them now. That's why I trained Ryan Johnson, just
3: <laughs> full guinea pig.
1: So I'm in there this morning.
3: Front pinging, finger yes. closed yes. campusing. Yeah. So much
1: anger.
0: Oh, I'm sure.
3: Rage. But he's doing good.
0: <laughs> good job Ryan we good love job, you Ryan. Love you, buddy but yeah I, you know I, I started this thing as an experiment like I don't really know how to get strong there's so much differing information out there I'm just gonna try some things I'm gonna document it and we're gonna see how it goes you know and I continue to do that to some degree even though I'm not gonna let you put me on your ridiculous pinky program <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I might. I might. I need to hear about this pinky program. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Prolific. (laughs) It's prolific. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think that experimentation is. I think it's valuable because sometimes there are these fringe ideas that do work, and they may not work in every case. You know, like Paul said. You know, everything works to some degree. Um, you just have to figure out in what situation it's going to work. And, and I think that's a big part of what I've done to this point is experiment with different protocols, experiment with different exercises and just see how it affects me. And then I put it on my clients and see how it affects them.
2: Would you say you're trying to pull certain concepts out of ideas?
0: For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I've definitely, I've definitely gone more down that rabbit hole in later years more principle based yep yeah it started out as more just i'm gonna do this workout and not knowing anything about it and
3: throw shit against the (laughs) wall and see what sticks exactly
0: that's pretty much how it all started and and really it was just me making things up at first like this sounds like it might work you know and i had no idea but but i've definitely taken core principles from the same people that nate talks about and that you talk about and that blake talks about you know learning from your peers and i've taken those principles and started to apply them over and over and over so you're right i can see the same underlying principles in a lot of what i do
2: the shit that sticks is usually some form of that principle or concept right. usually
0: yeah totally yeah. is there anything um
3: pots of endurance that uh, you may have found that hasn't worked for you. <laughs> I mean, ooh, like to be serious, like that's one of the great things about like
0: You're using yourself as so a... so fired from this podcast. As a getting, good luck editing me out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a short podcast. Oh, man.
3: I'm a talker. Um... No, I mean like that's like that's one of the things about like using yourself as a guinea pig. Like you're going yeah, to yeah. have successes, you're going to have failures. And I mean like I I think when we first started when we first met was when you were like 100% endurance. You could shake out on anything. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. As long if as I as could it was, hold like, it, I could shake out on it. Yeah, that as as was pretty as it was much, much like the rule. Two role. pads.
3: You were golden.
0: Yeah. yeah. Two pads. Maybe three. No. <laughs> Honestly, I that's that's for sure the number one. But there are definitely other things, you know. I've realized that different hangboard protocols work in different ways. And repeaters worked really well for me early on. And then repeaters later on down the road did almost nothing for my finger strength at all. You know, so, so I've definitely come to realize that at certain points in a climbing career or at certain points when you're at a certain level, different protocols need to happen. Um, So that's been huge. And also, I've realized that it doesn't, just because something works, that doesn't mean that's the only way to get there. Mm -hmm. There are lots of other ways, lots of paths to the same destination. For sure. Um, And I think I realized that the most with campusing. Uh, Campus boarding or just campusing in general? uh, Campus boarding, I suppose. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Feed off campus sporting. Let's let's clarify that because we just had a big discussion yeah. on the power company community page about that. Um, that early on when I started campusing, it was a really great source of what I felt like was power for me. Mm-hmm. And after my shoulder surgery, I couldn't campus anymore. That there was just it wasn't going to happen. You know, even to this point, I still can't campus. It's one of the only exercises that I just can't do because there's some rebound pain in my shoulder um, when it's the low arm. When it's the high arm, it's fine. But when that right shoulder is the low arm, I get a weird rebound pain in my shoulder. So that's the only thing I can't do. But I've realized that I can get power other ways. And I, I think I can get more power other ways. You know, where I was last winter, which was very shortly after my surgery, felt like a more powerful place than I'd ever been, even with all the campus training. So had I not gone through that surgery, I might have said campusing is the way. But now I know there's another way to get to that same place. You just gonna tease us? Are you gonna was this like limit bouldering or well I wouldn't people wouldn't have to pay me to coach them (laughs) if I gave all the information.
3: (laughs) Podcast over
0: (laughs) <clears throat> no, no, I think it just it just becomes a, you know, you can gain power by becoming better at moving powerfully. I you know, absolutely agree. Yeah. It doesn't just have to be pure raw power. The, ca- the campus board is one tool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. not like an end-all
1: to like a training phase. Right. Yeah. If you focus everything you do around a campus
3: board, you're not doing it right, in yeah. my opinion. Yep. All roads lead to 159. <laughs> no i mean like i you know as tried as it sounds like yeah if you want to climb more powerfully sometimes you have to climb more powerfully yeah
0: yeah, yeah um, you have to learn how to do that just yeah. because you have the power doesn't mean you can apply it your legs can be powerful yeah you can i wouldn't and... know <laughs> oh
3: <their> legs yeah <laughs> <laughs> four arms and a pair of getaway sticks <laughs> you write that uh, one down yeah, my notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just work in at some point forearms and getaway sticks and, yeah. this
0: is good yeah. <laughs> um, alright uh, I think we are wrapped up at this point you can find us on the social medias the Facebooks, the Pinterests even though I don't know what happens over there the Instagrams where all the pictures are and you can't find us on the Twitters because uh, we don't tweet. Um, Nate, what do we do? We scream like eagles. <laughs> <laughs>